Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Digital Masters Podcast. Today we have on Rachel Jacobs, and she's gonna be showing us how she rapidly grew her community of e-commerce agencies to now well over 1,500 people, 1,500 groups and members, and we're gonna talk about how she got her start and how she did that in just over a year. So let's get into it. Hello, Rachel. Thank you for being on the Digital Masters Podcast today. Hey, Stephen. Thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. So you are a coach for e-commerce agencies, and more specifically, you help them scale without the overwhelm. Um, I really wanted to help uh, other people that are interested in building communities kind of understand like where this could go and, mm -hmm. and then kind of reverse engineering where you started from. Uh, so I thought up front, I wanted to just establish a couple of numbers with you just so people can get a quick snapshot of mm -hmm. like where you are now. So, um, so how many people are you currently serving in your community? So right now I am working directly with 42 agencies, which is probably too many <laughs> for <laughs> one person. Um, so I work with 42. I have worked as a fractional COO with just over 60 in two and a half years. I've consulted with just over 600 e-commerce agencies in the last two and a half years and built a newsletter list, so a network on a newsletter that's signed up and subscribed of just under 1,500. Um, most nice. of that newsletter stuff and community stuff I have done in the last, probably this year, in the last year alone, which was a concerted effort. But And then my network of e-commerce agencies is roughly around two and a half, three thousand, something like that. I think, based yeah. on, on LinkedIn, but I would have to cross-reference. It's probably more, but it's... I see. So when you say network, you're talking about direct people you're connected to on social media. On, on LinkedIn specifically, yeah. I gotcha. Okay, um, cool. And then those people then that are actually subscribed to a private newsletter that I have, there's about 1,500. Um, so that wow. would be more of an engaged audience. Yeah. Okay, very cool. And then how many different programs do you have running for these 40-ish people? Too, too many, <laughs> too many. So I'm going through as a typical entrepreneur, you build these different solutions because you start to realize that there's different types of agencies you work with and you want to give different um, audiences. So um, the top of the funnel, I guess, is a, a round table. And that's, I think there's about three to 500 agencies that have signed up for that in the last couple of years, a uh, year and, and it, a half. And is that free? That's a free, that's a, that's a, that is a free. And I, I can talk a little bit about that after. So I have a round table. And then below that, then I have a combination of different services. So I have a solution which is like the one-to-one -one kind of ad hoc coaching where people are just like, I need a strategy call or I need an audit. And that's just a one-off thing, depending on availability. I then run a cohort. So it's a four-month cohort that I bring some other industry experts and agency owners in there. And there's about 20 agencies in that. And then I have another mastermind that I have about 20 agencies in there. And that mastermind are agencies that I work one-on-one -on -one with directly and they're paired in, in specific groups according to their particular requirements. And with that group then I have small, smaller groups underneath for their teams. So I run a sales mastermind, a project and account manager mastermind and a senior leadership mastermind. So all in that group is about a hundred and something people because I'm, in, I'm including their team members in there as well. Yeah. So I that's gotcha. pretty much, there's like some group stuff um, and then a lot of one-to-one -one stuff. Yeah, that's cool. And I know you're doing good work because, and I know we talked about like, we weren't quite sure like who, who how do we found each other? But mm -hmm. you know, I, I know two people that are in your mastermind and they both mm -hmm. just like rave about you. So 
that's probably, I mean, we can get into this a little bit later, but I'm, I'm guessing that you probably grow largely through word of mouth. Um, word of my big mouth, correct. <laughs> I'm Irish. I kissed the Blarney Stone four times. My parents took me there as a kid, so I guess I didn't have any other choice but to talk shit all the time. Um, word of mouth. It's interesting because yes, I, I, I have grown through word of mouth, but not as much as I've grown through my own efforts. Word of okay, mouth cool. is easier from a sales point of view, obviously, because like the two guys, right. that you know, Damiano and Tim, I am acting with Damiano, I'm director of ops, and with Tim, I'm a fractional COO. So I'm actually working with them almost on a daily basis and, and actively involved in their business. So anytime they talk to people and they, I mean, as I'm sure you've seen on LinkedIn, they'll often post about some of the stuff that I've done together to thank me for some of the challenges we've overcome. Um, and when they go and tell other people, like you have got to work with this girl, it's an easy sale for me. It's really a choice for me, whether I have capacity and whether or not I want to work with them. But right. I would say probably 80 to 90% of my business has come through building these various funnels. If I'm okay. honest, it, okay, it's, cool. harder, well, it's harder to close those deals, right? Because you need to right. they're, them and they're warm colder, them up. Yeah. yeah, they have to get used to buying crazy. But once they get over all of that difficult stuff, um, the process is then pretty easy because I know exactly who my target audience is. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, we'll swing back to that. So then we'll get, we'll get to that to the, at, at the end, like how you really started to get this growing. But let's go back to the very beginning and walk us through, like, where did the idea whether it became what it is now or like what was the original like idea that's that even started to prompt you building this community well i initially i was coo of a leading shopify plus agency and i was okay. in a community in london where i ran this agency i was in an industry where nobody spoke to anyone so if we were pitching for the same business or you were losing business to your frenemies in the industry nobody would tell you anything like how, why did i lose it why did you win it what did you bid so you had no idea so it was very isolating um, and then I ran that agency for a few years, scaled it pretty significantly, pumped a lot of revenue and structure and scale. And just from an operational point of view, when yeah. I left that agency, um, I started then to actually do due diligence and have a look in the industry to figure out what support was there for e-commerce agencies specifically, because there's amazing support out there for agencies, just generic, lots of amazing support. But with e-commerce agencies, it really is a niche in its own. And when you talk about agency growth and value-based pricing, there's a massive disconnect there because if you're selling a project and you're competing with other people and you're going to go in and say, well, I'm going to charge you value-based price. And it's like, well, fuck off. No, because he's going to do it for 25% less. And that's right. Just, so it, it doesn't, a lot of those strategies don't really align necessarily with e-commerce. So they, or they have to be fine-tuned. So as soon as I started to research, I was like, I love what I did in the agency world. I don't want to join another agency because I don't want to die at the age of 50. So joining another agency is not going to work for me. And I say that now as director. I of feel you. Yeah, that's, that's why I'm a coach too. It's like. <laughs> exactly. Well, I say that, but I'm actively working in like hands-on day-to-day with three agencies right now. So I'm telling myself that I'm not in the day-to-day, -day, but I really am. Um, so I had a look around and then I built this four-step program and I started off by doing one-to-one -one work with agencies and about okay. a year into that I got to about 11 and bearing in mind the one-to-one -one work was a day a week so I was effectively working 11 days a week which is not scalable with different time zones and it, it, it was insane I just couldn't scale it um, and then that was when COVID hit so COVID hit and I had agencies in the US agencies in Europe 
I'm from Ireland, so I had the European space that I knew a lot of people here and then started to build that reputation in the US through um, my network of partners. And then the US agencies had said to me, can we have a call with some of the European agencies because COVID has hit them first. So we were about, oh, interesting. In, cool. in Europe, we oh. were about a month ahead. And that's I why that's I, I, that's what, so it was created through demand by often these cases are. And I think it's just listening to your audience, figuring out what it is they need and facilitating. So I created then a round table just to bring those two people together. Well, not two people, there was eight of us. Nice. And it's now, so that was April 2020, so it's now like nearly a year and a half later, not quite. But now there's like three, four, five hundred people that have signed up to join that community in the last year and a half. And it's basically created a network of agencies. It's now a sponsored thing that I do. I have a tech partner that gets behind it and sponsors it. Um, and cool. it's an opportunity. I just literally got off the call just before this podcast. I just had my monthly... Um, roundtable, but it's just a network of agencies from all over the world and it's just knowledge sharing, learning, kind of, it's very cathartic to kind of like, I've had a really shit couple of months, has anybody else had a, let's all have a big virtual Zoom crowd yeah. together and let's not feel as bad about ourselves. So that's, it kind of happened through demand and it just, one thing kind of led on to the other and the one-to-one -one stuff wasn't scalable. So I wanted to, I was connecting a lot of my agencies so that kind of merged into sort of the hybrid one-to-one -one with group coaching and then i started working with the teams and then i created something for them and and i just got carried away and just started creating groups like i was fucking father christmas <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know that's a common theme that i'm hearing with community building is really it's like the more intentional people are it seems like the harder they mm -hmm. the harder it goes it usually it seems to be that it comes from something that started off as like a let me help let me help these people mm -hmm. let me get for them sure. together and then that's how it that's how it grows from there um cool and so talk a little bit more about like once you started to form those groups you talked about those initial or those like in, in like you were very intentional about how you grew it so tell me about how you started to build those different funnels for the community well i was very were. yeah i was very intentional on a couple of things for me i wasn't that initial group that i created the round table i was not thinking about that from a business point of view i've right. always been somebody throughout my entire life from a child to well an adult i technically am an adult i'm just not very mature but <laughs> across the last 30 years i'd say i've always been somebody that's always been like the core person in groups i've always built okay. brought people together and i've always done that so for me that made perfect sense one oh, thing that cool. i knew straight up i was not looking at it as a business model at all i wasn't looking to charge or make money from it or bring people in because at that stage i was really at capacity and, and didn't want to bring in more business and the second thing is i did not want to turn it into a feeding frenzy for people who wanted to target e-commerce agencies because in right. my industry you have the agency and you have the technology partners and anywhere there's a lot of agencies the tech partners come in and it really is like feeding time at the zoo. So I knew for sure that I had to make it a gated community and I would then decide which people I let in and actually had access and were able to join. So that was something I was very clear about up front. I put it on the Eventbrite page. If you're not an e-commerce agency, you're not in. Initially, right. I opened it up only to e-commerce agency owners. And then as time went on and I started to talk more with the agency owners and they said, can I bring my director of this or for my lead project manager are they allowed to attend because i can't make it or it would be super useful for them yeah um a couple of mistakes i think i made initially i didn't record them because i wanted to create this kind of private anybody can say whatever the fuck they want and it's fine 
And then after about six or eight months of doing that, I then realized that a lot of people couldn't attend, but they were so much value to be had. So I started recording it and everybody then that what was on the sign up list, but wasn't able to attend, then I sent the recording we'll to get them. The recording. Yeah. And, and you're just doing this on Zoom. Just on Zoom, yeah. Eventbrite yeah. page, all free, Zoom. I think I have a paid Zoom account, I'm not sure. Um, but Eventbrite page is free, promote it all through LinkedIn, and then I just use Zoom and just record it. And, and yeah. pop, pop it into so YouTube. So pretty simple, but when, when you said earlier that you have pretty specific, like a pre pretty specific funnels that you've built mm -hmm. out, like try to outline just one of them. Like, like where, do you, where do you first generate the awareness? Is it just on LinkedIn through a post and you push it purely, to Purely through LinkedIn, yeah. So a couple of things, what I did, well, I say I invested, but it wasn't expensive at all. Um, I made a decision last year to bring, to hire a VA to, build out my network in LinkedIn. That was a conscious decision I made because they were okay, actually cool. working. So there's a girl in the Philippines, a few hundred, three, five hundred dollars a month. I mean, it really is peanuts. And she was working with one of my agencies and making introductions and connections on LinkedIn for him. So he, That's cool. excuse me, he told me about this girl and I was just like, send her my way and let me just give it a whirl. Let me just test this out and figure out if it can work for me, then it can work for other agencies. And maybe some of my agencies need to be doing this. So the, then I gave her a very specific list or outline of a profile of what my ideal agency looked like in terms of the size, the location, the platform, what type of person in the agency I wanted to connect with. Um, and she just started connecting with people and we tested out a few different models. We tested out ones where there was a message, there was without a message. You sent them a message after two or three days. You sent them a message immediately. It was a video message. It was a voice message. Um, mm. Tested a few of these. Um, and then on the back of that, use that, eventually refined it where I sent them a message a couple of days after. And then as my message, then I invited them to this round table and then to sign up to the newsletter. Um, and that one was the one that seemed to resonate pretty quickly. So I actually started this year without an email list, without a newsletter, without any subscription, anything at all. Um, and then implemented that earlier this year where I was actually recording and then publicly sharing the roundtable sessions that I do as opposed to keeping it private and just sharing it to the signups and the combination of those things of building my LinkedIn list, making the recordings public. I then landed a sponsor, a tech partner that I've known for a while came back to me and said, we really want to sponsor these and put our names behind it. Um, cool. And my, my newsletter list grew. I mean, in where are we now, All, just into nine months, basically in eight months, it's grown to around 1500 agencies. Yeah, that's a, that's awesome. That's amazing. Well, cool. Um, and then any other specific marketing efforts that you're doing now that you're thinking about, or is, is that still the primary one that you're using? The problem for me is the fact that it's so effective that I, I'm I scared to do too much more. And because I'm the only person in the industry that does what I do, that specializes in e-commerce, it puts me in a pretty good position. That yeah. To my detriment, I really love to help people and work with people, which is why I work 80, 100 hours a week, because even I speak to people and they for sure, they can't afford to bring anybody in um, and they're not ready. But I'm always like, fuck it, I'll jump on a strategy call with you and let's just figure out what the problem is and let me just try and help you. And, you know, we can have a monthly call. We're just checking with each other. Now, if I was a smart business person, I would be putting money behind every single thing that I did and I would I would work a fraction of the time. But I'm an entrepreneur through defaults. I, I set this up because there was a need. I wasn't doing yeah. it for the money. Of the, I was, I've never been money-minded. Um, I just Same genuinely here, yeah. like to help people. So it means that you're building those channels organically. I will say I am, 
I'm not a social media person. I know technically LinkedIn is social media, but I don't like to, I don't really want to admit that to myself. I don't have Facebook, I don't have Instagram, I don't use any of those platforms because I just can't be arsed. I am pretty interested, potentially, maybe, possibly, of testing out TikTok because I know how effective that is. LinkedIn, um, yeah. Facebook, I don't give a fuck. Instagram, I really don't care. It's just, just doesn't, Instagram is just basically TikTok now. It's just people uploading their TikTok videos in there. But from a business point of view, I'm pretty interested to see if that would possibly make sense for me because I'm a strong personality and I do like to, I have probably over a hundred videos that I've recorded, some shorter, some longer with lots of tips. And anytime I speak to any agencies or any people on LinkedIn, they always say to me, you need to post more video content. We love it. Um, well, I know, I know you'd be successful there, honestly. And there's already a lot of um, e-commerce agencies there. I, I see their content. Um, so yeah. I encourage you to do it. I gave a masterclass. You should join it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Quick plug. Well, cool. Um, so what I usually do here um, uh, at the end is I just have a couple extra questions here sure. to ask you. Uh, just kind of rapid fire. You can just say underrated, overrated, or if you've got some additional thought to it, you okay. know, go ahead, go ahead and do it. So your favorite community platform in terms of running your community? LinkedIn. If you're it, it, LinkedIn. Interesting. So n mm -hmm. nothing else to support it. Like do you have a Slack channel, anything like that? Uh, I have too many Slack channels. Uh, I, it's actually just from the call we had earlier. Everybody was like, oh, do we have a Slack channel for this round table? And I'm like, no, I asked you a year ago if you wanted it. And everybody said no more Slack channels. And so I didn't. And ultimately for me, if I'm looking to build a funnel and people, it's like, oh, you want to join a Slack channel? You want, okay, but then there's a charge to that. There's, there's yeah. going to be a charge. If you want that level of service, then you're going to have to look at the work that I do outside of just this free group. Um, yeah. So no. Okay. The answer is no, and I, I did that deliberately. I did create a LinkedIn group, and it was not there was not much interaction there. So for right now, I just have the roundtable on email. We join once a month, and I connect cool. people on LinkedIn. That's good to know. Keep it simple. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think of Slack? Underrated, I, overrated? I I think it's uh, is it overrated? No, it's definitely not overrated. Um, is it underrated? I'm not sure. I think it's a so maybe solid. properly rated. I think what, so. I think it's a solid bit of kit when used appropriately, but you can get a bit carried away. I get carried away with the gifts. I can't help myself. <laughs> cool. Uh, hourly versus retainer. Retainer. O always, yeah. all day, every day. I'm, I'm yeah, my, that... I, built, I, met, I built my business off building retainer models for e-commerce agencies. I am a retainer first person. Yeah, I think it's, uh, I think it's kind of the wave of the future. I think. For sure. Yeah, getting people results and just charging a retainer versus getting into that real commodity level stuff where you're just trying to beat mm -hmm. people on price. That's the, that's a race to the bottom, really. For sure. Uh, LinkedIn. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Under, it. Underrated. I don't know. I love LinkedIn. I think it's amazing. Yeah. It's the only platform that I use for everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I like that question because you just get a wide variety of, uh, of, mm. of answers. I, you know, I think in particular LinkedIn for e-commerce agencies is a really cool place because, mm -hmm. um, there's a lack of that. You see lots of marketing stuff. You see lots of sales mm -hmm. stuff, but I think when you, like when I've seen people like Tim posting on LinkedIn, it really stands mm -hmm. out. 
Yeah, and to be fair, there is a lot of horseshit on LinkedIn and like this yeah. whole LinkedIn story stuff. I absolutely hate it. I mean, if you want to do that, go on to Instagram. And I think that, you know, a lot of people complain like this is not Facebook, this is LinkedIn. And I think that you have to be careful that you're not posting stuff that's just not appropriate. But I go on to LinkedIn for business reasons. Like that's where I get most of my news and most of my information from. Uh, yeah. Most people would go and read newspapers and stuff in the morning and I will immediately, the first thing I do every morning is LinkedIn. I'll go in there and see what's popping. Yeah, for sure. Well, cool. So if people want to learn more about uh, what you do, what's the best place to, to find? Where's the best place to find you? Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. What a surprise, surprise, surprise. I mean, if we were taking shots for every time I said LinkedIn, we'd be absolutely hammered now. <laughs> uh, LinkedIn, Rachel Jacobs. My website is e-commerce partnerships. Um, so one of those two, you'll find me somewhere. Very cool. Well, I really appreciate you coming on here and sharing your knowledge around building community. And I look forward to seeing you next week. I think it's next week where I mm -hmm. do a presentation yeah. for you. Exactly. Very exciting. Right. See ya.